Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Have you been searching for something healthy and natural to make you feel better and get you back on the up and up? Let me introduce you to Life Cycle Mushroom Tinctures. Life Cycle is now transformed into an evolutionary mushroom biotechnological company that harnesses the great potential mushrooms possess. Life Cycle's mission is to deliver the highest possible ethos attached to the incredible professional products to those who wish to upgrade their wellness and reach their true potential. Let's start with Turkey Tail for your gut health, Rishi for relaxation, Lion's Mane for focus, Cordyceps to help your body realize its true natural potential, and Shiitake for your hair, nail, and skin support. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiots.com, look for the Life Cycle link, use CSIPOD10 for a promo code to help you save some money today. This was never about money for us, it was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. This just in, Donald Trump's been indicted for coming up with a formula for new Coke. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't know if it's going to stick or not. <laughs> Did you see all the memes that said Donald Trump paid an extra $10 to have the cool laser background in the mugshot? <laughs> Is he going to end up being like the new Chuck Norris? You know how they would always say the, yes. the jokes about well, Chuck Norris. Babylon, be about Babylon B has done a whole series about how like every other day, it's like a former president indicted for election interference, trial set for the day of election interference. <laughs> Dude, it's 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 almost laughable at this point. Oh, it's beyond laughable. I don't know if y'all have watched uh, any of the, that Tucker, Tucker, Carlton, Tucker Carlson interview. He just straight up asked him, he goes, so they can't put you in jail. What's next? They're going to try to kill you? I'm thinking they're going to try to kill you. And he's like, well, they're very nasty people. So... So, yeah, Don, keep your head on a swivel, man. <laughs> Good Lord. Alex Jones has already said, you know, that they've tried everything else, so the next thing yeah, is. Yeah, that's the next move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, you know, it's going to be a terrible car crash. It's going to get him. I love how they pulled up at the Fulton County Jail, though. Like, there was 8,000, like, there was probably, no shit, 14 motorcycle cops Six black SUVs, they an ambulance. Protected. They yeah, yeah. And that big old SWAT thing with a battering ram on the front of it, dude, they weren't playing. It wasn't for show. I mean, it was just, man, it was wild. If you guys wonder what all this blue stuff is in my hair, I was painting the roof of my house blue. So uh, the government didn't try to burn it down if they decided they wanted something in my in this area to take from me. Good God. That just keeps getting worse. Like, it keeps getting worse. Like, you've got all these... Um, they have pictures Court now. proceedings. Yeah. Well, all these that, people. Oh. Did you see the... They put a... This was a 10-foot black plywood wall around the whole 
Yes. So you can't see in. And uh, if you get caught flying a drone, you go to federal prison now. Yeah, this dude is a mage. I don't know what the guy's name is. I just saw that they confiscated, they grounded his drone and cuffed him. And he's, uh, I don't know if he's, if he's out. Uh, he's doing a little questioning. So terrible. It's absolutely it's terrible. It's worst terrible. case scenario that you could ever try to. You you can't even make it up. I'm sure we lost. You can't some even make it up. Followers, but I put that uh, thing that says when the federal government rolls out new mask mandates and lockdowns, and it shows uh, Doctor Evil rolling up in that chair, and he goes, "How about nerve?" <laughs> <laughs> I just saw another video. I guess it was last night. This man and woman in some grocery store. I want to say it was Target or Walmart. Yeah, hell, I can't remember. They both look the same. Um, the woman and the man got they morbidly obese. Both of them got Kool Aid in their hair for color. Uh, I don't get it. We used to drink our Kool Aid back in the day. Now people color their hair with it. Uh, and they're screaming at these this couple of people in there walking around without a mask on. Like I'm talking going irate, screaming. In their face, like in their face, pointing in their face, screaming in their face. That got one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't see that happening in Georgia. I just don't see it. Happening I don't think in it's going to happen Georgia. in a lot of places. Well, the other well, kind of piggybacking off the blue umbrella, painting your roof. Um, some lady on TikTok or Instagram had a list of proposed smart cities by twenty twenty five. Yes, I saw that. And there's Atlanta, a fire. There's a fire burning. Atlanta, oh, wait, no, it's something different then. Chattanooga, Birmingham. So what I saw, this this lady had a, um, she went on some website and pulled up all these these wildfire, wildfire reports. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. And out of about 22 of those active wildfires, I would say half of them, uh, there's already a, um, what do you call it? Uh, there's a plan in place for a 15 minute smart city. It's already documented on the website in that specific area that is on fire. Well, there's new uh, video coming out of Turkey. Lady is, I guess she's in an apartment complex up high, and you can see the lasers yes. hitting, and then the fires are up. Yep, yep. And she's, oh, oh, no. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, scary. It's terrifying. I'd be scared shitless, man. I ain't going to lie. It's a, it's, it's just. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know what to say about that, but let me tell you what I'm going to say about this. This is a doozy. On today's What the Florida, I can't even tease it. Man claiming to be the Joker threatens Santa Rosa County deputies with a crowbar. You can see this picture. (laughs) He almost looks like a lizard covered in Elmer's glue. 29-year-old man covered himself in white paint. He's African-American, by the way. Uh, and he tells deputies that he's a joker. And I almost thought it was Cisco. I thought he was like, singing the thong song. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked like... Uh, <laughs> With that, that bottle blonde. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, he's got the Elmer's glue bottle uh, bottle white. So uh, Anthony Mar- uh, Marino, one of his any kin to know, Sean, uh, is charged with three counts of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer... The incident happened between 9 a.m. Sunday on Highway 87 South in front of Best Western Motel in Milton. The Best Western. I just They just have a terrible continental breakfast, and that's what he was upset about. <laughs> I wanted his, sausage links. Showing his I ass. Powdered eggs. Bring me the glue. 
<laughs> what do you mean I can't have salsa with these powdered eggs? That's the only way you can eat those. You got to just dump a whole jar of salsa on them. According to the uh, report, Santa Rosa County deputies were called for a suspicious person. Imagine that. Uh, the caller said that there was a man with white paint on his face, uh, and he acted like he was going to throw a, car- a crowbar at their vehicle. Upon r- arriving, deputies located the man who they identified as Marino. Marino was covered in white paint on his face, his head, and his body, and he had a crowbar in his hands. Well, he was definitely the suspect they were looking for. Uh, the report states that Marino had become combative and threatened the deputies with a crowbar. According to the uh, report, deputies tried to reason with him, offered him food and drinks uh, from the, the Hampton Inn across the street because they got a better breakfast. Uh, in exchange for his crowbar, um, they were met with threats and talks about the government, and this was not going to be the last encounter. Did they, they let him ride the lightning? They shock him? Uh, let's see. Let's see what happened to him. Um, he also stated that he was the Joker, and that's why he was covered in white paint. And according to reports, the deputies were eventually able to get Marino to drop the crowbar and take him into custody. He probably was tased. Looks uh, like they cleaned him they up They shocked bit. him so hard that white paint came out of his hair. <laughs> this man has got some issues. Uh, deputies noted in the rest report that he was covered completely in white paint, even under his clothes. So he painted himself, then he put his clothes on. Uh, reports stated that Moreno hadn't been taking his medication Shocker. in 10 years. Well, well, shit, it took 10 years for him to go off the reservation. <laughs> I bet it didn't. <laughs> uh, he's being held right now in Santa Rosa County Jail on a, a $15,000 bond and probably a 1013. So, We'll post Mr. Moreno's uh, picture. picture on social media. I, I think I, you should. I want to give a shout-out uh, to uh, Mysterious Brew's Facebook page. I got that little nugget, uh, so I don't know if that was a heater or a coach did that one, but I appreciate it. Uh, I saw it. I said, I'm using it. I'm going to use it. So. They bounce memes off of each other and then decide which one is going to risk it for the biscuit to see who's going to get suspended. Yeah. I, the ones that I want to post, but I know better, send I send them to heater because he votes it every time. <laughs> so. um, I, today's topic, we're talking about, uh, we kind of lighten it up a little bit. I don't know if you guys saw where Acuna, Ronald Acuna, was uh, in in Colorado. They just had a series there. And two guys jumped on the field and ran out on the field trying to take selfies with him. Which at the time when they ran at him, though, he didn't think that's what it was. I mean, he was worried. Yeah, and honestly, the second guy knocked him over uh, while the security guards were holding the other guy back. Um, And then everybody kind of laughed about it and made it, you know, kind of made light of it or whatever. And I actually thought, for a second, man, how bad would that have been if they would have had a weapon or if they had like ill intent to go out there and hurt him because they had plenty of time to do it. Yeah. It took, it took uh, the, I guess the security to, a while to get there and it took a minute for the Braves players to get out there. And, uh, but yeah, Acuna said that he was scared. Like it, it made him nervous. It made him scared. Well, they came at him aggressively. Yeah. I mean, running at you the second, speed. the second guy, he, and he left aggressively. Like, I don't know. Um, if he was uh, upset that the police was keeping him or security was holding him back or, or he just, I, who, who knows what's going through people's mind right now, you know? Anytime anybody like charges the field or anything like that or a player charges the mound, I always go back to when Nolan Ryan, he said, I made the mistake my rookie year letting whoever charged the mound against me 
have the first swing. He said, I, he said, from that point forward, he said, if it ever happened again, he said, I was swinging first. And, buddy, whoever charged him got hit right. It was Robin that. Ventura. Yeah, he got it was Ventura. Brakes beat off of him. Yeah. It, what was he like? What was he, 20 years younger yeah. than Nolan Ryan, too? And he continues guy? to pitch with that lip busted. He's just bleeding like a pig. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even – he just kept on – I don't know if y'all have seen it or not, but there is a whole – like, it's not really a press conference, but I guess it's like a Q&A between Pete Rose and Nolan, and they're on the same stage. And they talk about how each of them, when they faced each other, and I think – I want to say that Pete had like a – 300 plus batting average against Nolan. Yeah. And then they got into the All Star game and said that uh, they were there, I guess the day before or something, said that uh, something was said. And uh, Nolan said, I'll never forget. I sit in my locker and I said, I looked up, here comes Pete. And he said, The first thing he says was, He gave me the number one symbol. <laughs> but then, but Pete tells the other side of the story when Nolan starts telling. But it's interesting. I love listening to both of them talk, though. They don't, the, they don't make baseball players like that. They anymore. don't, man. God, I wish they would. One of the best quotes that Mickey Mantle had was they asked him about Pete Rose and what they thought about him. He said, Oh, he hits pretty good for a guy that wears a dress. <laughs> it just, I mean, it's just the way it was back then. So, um, so many times we see sporting events and we watch where fans will get out on the field. And a lot of times, bad things happen when they go out on the field. And again, we, like I said, Ronald Acuna was lucky that these guys didn't have any ill intent or ill will towards him because they damn sure could have did some damage to him by the time people got to him. So a lot of times you'll see, um, like in football, somebody will get on the field. Man, they don't play. Like you see football players decapitating folks that run out on the field. Like you see players will just rock somebody. Um, and then that's where pro wrestling too. Everybody knows between, when you got the – it's the guardrail and the fans – and they're like nose to nose, they can say pretty much whatever they want to. But if they ever go take liberty to cross that guardrail and get up into that ring, then those wrestlers and the referees will beat the shit out of them. I was going to say, there's a story that Stone Cold did on his podcast with somebody, and he was talking about, I think it was he was hurt, and he was wrestling Triple H, and somebody jumped the guardrail. He said Triple H beat the oh, yeah, off. Yeah. Of that guy. There, oh, yeah. Oh, you can watch all the videos of those, too. You can go back and watch all of those. They're good. Yeah, they beat the shit out of that guy. And he, yes, like you were right, they were fighting each other. And then the guy gets in the ring, and then Triple H just like handles him. Like there's, there's videos, too, of when WCW sometimes things would get a little wild and fans would get in the ring. And you got little Pee Wee Anderson, the, the referee, you know, God bless his soul. Uh, he, man, he was kicking, stomping, throwing punches, just like the wrestlers were like, you did not get in the mm -hmm. ring. You didn't get in the ring. It was just a bad idea. <clears throat> so let's kind of go over some of these. Um, I know cousin Johnny came up with a pretty fascinating, uh, research there that I was not privy to. And I just thought that people were stupid and got involved into these sporting events uh, because they had too much to drink. But actually, it's a little more than that. Well, it is. In Arizona State University, they have a Center for Problem-Oriented Policy. Uh, and so what do they basically did a study. They even found the six most common forms of spectator aggression. Obviously, it starts with verbal. Everybody's going to be in the stands, like you said, on that guardrail, singing, chanting, yelling, taunting, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's free free-for-all on that one. Then it kind of escalates to where you throw in some gestures, signaling to others, threatening them, 
giving them obscene motions, whatever it is. Then you had the incident, and where was this? Was this in New York where you had, they call it missile throwing? Where you're throwing things such as food, drinks, bricks, bottles, batteries, broken seats, cell phones. I mean, I feel like we're at a concert. Whatever they get their hands on. Yeah. That one came from the Eagles game where that that was why they stopped selling selling bottled beer in stadiums because I, what's funny is my son had just found that and he showed me the video. I had forgotten. They go, they call time, go back two plays and say, no, it was an incomplete pass and give it back to the yep. visiting team. And that's and when they, it's over. and then they made them come back out for the last 10 seconds. Cause they were like, no, we're not going back. I mean, they were hurling full bottles of beer. And then, I mean, it, it, it keeps going and it's like a progression. It talks about, you got swarming, obviously rushing the field. Property destruction, you know, we're knocking stuff down, tearing shit up, uh, burning, damaging the venue, and then it gets physical. We're spitting, we're kicking, we're shoving, we're fighting, we're stabbing, and we're shooting. I mean, this is shit that they found has happened at venues. But what was crazy is when Making you look at it. last Friday night. High school football. Man, uh, I was just I about to that. say that. Dude, it is, what is going on? But there is uh this may be something we you know you may want to share where it talks about the differences. There there's a lot of things that play into it, whether it is the venue characteristics that encourage it, event characteristics may encourage it, and even the staff has characteristics that can contribute to an escalation in spectator aggression. Yeah. Here's what you don't do. You don't go to Baton Rouge and let the Cajuns drink all day for a night game and think you're gonna fuck with them fans. No. No. <laughs> You know, you better go in there in some neutral colors in the daytime, much less at night. I mean, you're a fool. To do Buddy of mine, different. I'll never forget this. He got to go to the SEC championship game one year. It was between Tennessee and LSU. And LSU beat the shit out of Tennessee. And so he was like, man, I was going to wear purple. And he said, and then I thought, you know what? Because Georgia had messed around, beat Tennessee, but then lost to somebody they shouldn't have. So they were knocked out of it because Tennessee had one loss. He wore his, he wore his Georgia stuff, and he said, "Man, there was Tennessee fans there. Are you out of place? Did you get lost? Are you looking for something?" He said he finally had had enough of it. And said some guy goes, "Are you lost, buddy?" And he goes, "I don't know if you know this or not, but we beat y'all's ass this year." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said the LSU fans was like, "You can come eat, drink with us, boy." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "I, you definitely joining that side. You're going to go to that side." So, I know we like. Even Andrew, when Andrew would talk about going to Baton Rouge that one night, and he he knew better. He wore neutral colors and goes to the bathroom, and he's like seven LSU fans. There's like, you ain't from here. And he's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, you from LSU, you wearing our colors. You ain't fooling nobody. And then they tell him they're going to piss on him. Like, they're going to line up and piss on him. And luckily, there's a security guard in there that got him out of there. He's going to get pissed on and beat up. So you just, certain places you don't go, uh, you don't go messing around. Like that. Um, a long time ago, I don't know if you guys remember this chick. Her name was... Uh, Roseanne Barr. And she, no, yeah, I'm just no she's awesome. Shot. Her podcast is great. Uh, Morgana Roberts. She's the kissing band back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. So yeah. she'd always run out on the baseball field and kiss the baseball players. That was her thing. That was what she always would do. Um, I don't ever know. Like a, I'm sure she got trespassed at a few places. And, yeah, they arrested her. It was a misdemeanor. It was a fine all the time. Gotcha. But somebody always would pay... She was always financed by someone, right? So it was taken care of prior. Yeah, yeah, but she would always do that. Uh, but it's not always that. That I remember, and I'll just kind of go to one that sticks out of my mind. And this is the one I thought about when when Acuna got rushed. 
I don't know if you guys remember Monica Sales playing tennis in Germany. She got stabbed. The guy came out of the stands. Uh, he was a, a, I guess, like a stalker or whatever. He came out of the stands and stabbed her in the back. Stabbed her. I remember that. I mean, I was, wa- I was, I don't know why I was watching it, but I was watching uh, ESPN that day. And uh, she didn't. She really wasn't. That was kind of a wrap for her with her career in tennis. And hell, who can play tennis watching over your back trying to worry if somebody's going to stab you or not? Stabbed it into her, I think, her scapula. Stabbed through her scapula. So pretty wild, man. It's pretty wild stuff. And uh, I've got a list of some things, uh, of a couple of things that, that kind of stuck out to me. You know, um, Ty Cobb was always a bastard. Like everybody knew he's, you know, best hitter in baseball, but he's not a nice guy. He's a terrible person. And uh, on May the 15th, during the sixth inning, uh, between a game between the New York Highlanders and uh, Detroit Tigers, uh, he ran it. Actually, Ty Cobb ran into the stands and assaulted a handicapped fan who was heckling him. Um, and he uh, reported, on that chart, the more you fuck around, the, the more you find out. <laughs> he he repeated. He reportedly was saying, "I don't care if this guy don't have any feet." And so Cobb was ejected and suspended indefinitely and fined 50 bucks for the incident. Uh, Cobb's teammates, uh, they weren't very fond of him. Um, they actually did go on strike and uh, protest his suspension prior to the, to the game against, uh, I believe it was the Philadelphia A's. Um, then Detroit, actually the team was being uh, threatened with a $5,000 fine for failing uh, to field a team because the team wasn't going to play. Uh, so they worked out their differences and uh, – Cobb actually did get the suspension lifted. He beat up a man with no legs. He didn't care if he had no feet. That might have been somebody you did want to charge the field on and whoop his ass. So, um, Go back into the NBA Finals, I think it was last year, where women were gluing themselves to the basketball courts. Did you remember seeing that? Yep. Um, for whatever cause they were speaking out on. Well, back in 1913, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Emily Davison, she was uh, a women's suffrage activist. And she ran out onto the track during the Kentucky Derby, and she was trampled to death by a horse. Mm. Again, on that chart, you she <laughs> found out. Run and find out. She found out. So, <laughs> what's your greater triad say about the security guard in my upbringing? Well, the, what it talks about it says this like staff characteristics, training, experience, presence, money. Because if you're paying me hourly, I am I not, am not getting, getting my ass with. <laughs> no, no, no. It even talks, and then you see it, it feeds into your event characteristics. Crowd demographics. Imagine that. Kind of like the LSU guy. He's just trying to blend in. Event significance. Performance quality. So basically, if my team's getting their ass whipped, Tennessee, that they're going to get defended yeah. when somebody shows up with a Georgia jersey. Well, they threw mustard and golf mustard bottles and golf balls at Lane Kiffin when he came back. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Tennessee. What do you think? Anyway. Go ahead. And then it even goes to the venue itself. Noise level, seating arrangements, the reputation of the place, and the damn temperature. Imagine that. The temperature is going to play into this if I'm going to lose my shit sitting in the stands. Can because we- if I am if I am at a venue that is hot, and then you give me the event characteristics of having availability of alcohol, knowing that I've got some hourly staff characters down there that, uh, yeah, they ain't going to stop me. No. I mean, you may be able to slip him a hundred and be like, "Hey, man, go on a break," or just look the other way. Yeah. Let me get, let me get, a head, this, let me get a head start. I'm gonna slip this bottle in here. Here's your hundred bucks. <laughs> Have you ever been to a college football game and not drank alcohol ever? Ever? We talking about tailgating before? Or are we talking yeah. about that cool flask that fit in my flip flop? Either, either or. Yeah, or I mean, it's pregame. 
Yeah, the only the only time I ever had ever been to a, a college football game, I didn't drink is when I took Tyler and Zoe was little since our first Georgia game, so I didn't drink. But hell, we didn't make it to halftime. It was so hot, and I can understand it being so hot because <clears throat> what they did is they put those little bench seats in in Athens, and to put to actually be able to sell seats. <clears throat> well, it was so snug in there you couldn't move. And I'm sorry, I, this is, sounds terrible when I say it, but Tyler got stuck beside a lady who was well over three bills, and old girl was sweating buckets all over Tyler's shoulder. Oh. And uh, he's like, Dad, we got to leave. I can't, we can't sit here. Well, he was done. Yeah, so we left before halftime, got the hell out of there. So, But yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. It gets hot, you're miserable, you've been drinking, your team's losing, uh, you know, and then here comes the circus clowns. I went to... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I went to a Braves game one time at Turner Field, and that's after they had leveled Fulton County. And so we parked out where Fulton County used to be. So we're me and my wife are walking back to the vehicle, and this drunk Auburn guy comes walking up. And she had on my Georgia hat or something like that. He goes, Georgia sucks. And I turned around and looked at his buddy, and I was like, hey, man, we're just trying to leave. He goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, well, okay. So he goes, what's your problem? And I looked at his buddy and I was like, that's two. He's <laughs> not going to remember. He's not going to remember three. Let me yeah. explain it to you. <laughs> so he, he grabbed him, put him in the car. I mean, that guy was blistered. And we screwed up and went to a one o'clock game down there and about died. Man, it's the worst. It's the worst. Those day games in Athens uh, before, before uh, October, it's brutal. It's brutal. 12 o'clock kickoff. Ain't nobody surviving that. No, no. Like we had, uh, that actually that game we went to, I took the kids. It was a hot, it was a, it was a 12 o'clock kickoff and it was Austin Peavy. And, uh, man, when we were leaving, like I said, we left right before halftime. There was, there was, uh, student body like stretched out all over the place getting there. They had dehydrated. They were getting them like, uh, getting them some fluids in them and stuff. It was pretty crazy. Uh, here's another one. 1940, a uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. This is pretty crafty. Brooklyn Dodgers fan jumped on the field and attacked umpire, and uh, he did that so he could draw attention from the stands where his friend could go pickpocket the, pick the rest of the other people in the seats. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant, actually. So I can't be mad about that. Um, it's like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I know. And then you had like. Uh, there were so many other ones. Uh, one of the ones that one of the main ones that sticks out to me was I don't know if you guys remember way back. Uh, there was two White Sox fans that attacked that first base coach. Oh yeah, for the was it uh, Kansas City Royals? I think it's Tom Gamboa. Uh, he's just it's just the same situation as Acuna. He's just got his back to the crowd and he's getting ready. And these two guys just jump the jump over the rail and run out there. And they and there's a video of that they just beat the shit out of this old man like just pounding him so. But uh, the other players came to his aid, and and man, they they gave it to him pretty good. So, but you just ne- it's so unpredictable. It is, and that that's the whole thing that they were trying to say. There's certain things in here. If if you got alcohol available and it's hot as hell outside, what are you going to do? I'm going to make sure I'm hydrated. Yeah. So the more you hydrate, the more you start talking, then your team starts sucking. You know what? I'm tired of watching this bum out here playing. He can't do anything, and then your buddy's going to put you up to it. Yeah. But so, you won't. 
Yeah, how many videos do you see now? They, they, they're videoing, and the guy's like, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it. And they're like, you won't do it. And then he starts streaking across the soccer field. or streaking across the football field or the baseball field. So it's always uh, – Speaking of sporting events, and I know we'll pro- you'll probably get to a couple, but soccer matches. Violence. Yes. Dude. It's some, Unreal that's fans. Some, that's some for real violence. And the thing is, there's – and we talked about this off air. There's two countries that I will never mess with in any capacity, especially in a soccer game, Ireland and Scotland. Yeah. So when the Queen died, I think it was, I think it was Scotland had a home match. You can t- uh, take your coronation and stick it up your arse. Is what they started. Chanting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They did. They did. Soccer hooligans are man. They're. I mean, it gets ugly in a hurry. I mean, you you see. Like multiple videos of it's saying a referee gives a bad call and it costs the cost the other team the game. Hell, the fans will storm the field. They'll that guy's run for he's running Run. for his life because if they catch him, they're gonna beat him to death. They yeah. really will beat him to death. Um, you talk about soccer. Uh, this is one of the one of the biggest things that uh, that that you, with soccer was Andres Escobar. He was like a young soccer star in Colombia. Columbia had a chance to win the World Cup that year. And whatever happened, he kicked the ball back to somebody. I want to say kicked it back to the goalie for the goalie to boot it out uh, deep. And uh, he kicked it past his own goalie and scored a goal against his team. And when he did that, like the whole the whole city of Columbia was like, I mean, he put a target on his head. And they actually chased him down, and he was shot in the streets. After his family told him, "Don't go out, don't leave, don't go," out. and he was a, I mean, he was an excellent soccer player. He was like a real famous soccer player for Colombia, and uh, he kicked the ball the wrong way, went in his own net, and then he ended up paying for that with his life. Like they killed him. His family begged him, "Stay at home, don't go out." You know, he got all these death threats. And as soon as he did, and they even said that probably uh, Escobar had lost, Pablo Escobar had lost a lot of money on that game. And he ordered the hit on him. So that's kind of where that went. Wouldn't surprise me. Me neither. Me neither. Well, think about the death threats the guy from the Cubs got when he. Bartman? Oh, yeah. Yes. When he caught that ball. Yeah, man. That was crazy. I ain't a Cubs fan, so I was okay with it. <laughs> They're going to be fine. All right, here's one of the dumbest things that ever happened that got fans involved. In 1974, on June the 4th, 10 cent beer night. For a game between the Indians and the Rangers in Cleveland, uh, my God, fans were served as many 10-ounce cups of beer they wanted for 10 cents. After numerous incidents of drunken fans involved throwing objects onto the field, streaking, uh, bowled over into the ninth inning when the drunk fan ran out on the field and snatched Rangers outfielder Jeff Burrows' cap and glove, Burrows and his teammate charged out, uh, followed by hundreds of Cleveland Indian fans who poured onto the field and soon into chaos. Um, the players were ordered to grab bats to protect the Rangers from their own fans. Uh, Rangers manager Billy Martin grabbed a bat and ran into the crowd. Cleveland pitcher uh, Tom, uh, it looks like Hilgendorf, was hit in the back of the head with a metal chair. And uh, Chief Umpire uh, Nestor, looks like uh, uh, Shalik, was hit. In the head with a chair thrown from the stands required multiple stitches. Only nine people was arrested, and the game was forfeited to Texas. Whoopsie. Ten-cent beer night. What could go wrong? <laughs> there used got- to be a bar in Chattanooga that had ten-cent uh, long neck night, 
back in 94 with a $10 cover. And I made sure I got my $10 cover back. God. You got it back? How'd you get it back? I drank. That's when you know. Oh, you got it back. I got it. You know, you, you when you're that young, you're just stupid. Man. And then what? I wake up the next morning at like Ugh. 7 o'clock in the morning, and we're cutting grass and weed-eating all of these gas stations from Chattanooga all the way back down. And I'm like, it was not a good idea. Blah, 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 blah. You, um, you're talking about that, there used to be a bar in town, and the guys' kegs were going bad. Like, they just weren't doing any business. And they had nickel beer night. And so uh, me and a group of my friends, I remember my friend Chad walked down the stairs, and he gave us all a roll of nickels. And he said, drinks on me tonight, boys. And uh, you should not drink skunky beer out of a keg. You want to talk about being sick. I was so sick. And it stunk. Like, it smelled terrible. But we just drank it anyways, because it was a nickel. I was pretty ruined. Pretty burnt. Uh, to say the least. Burnt. <laughs> but yeah, I'll never forget, he's like, drinks on me tonight, boys. Um, You got other things, too, that happen. Like, uh, man, you could go to pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is off the charts. Yeah, why would that? That would be the last damn venue I would ever think about. They're rushing. all on steroids. Yeah. You know, you're not going. You're not going to leave. You're not going to win that it fight. Is abs- it, all it is is simulated violence, and you're going to go out there and act like a fool. And you're going to give them the opportunity to no longer simulate it. No, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to hold back and fake it with me. No, they had. Um, so there's three wrestlers that, uh, well, actually four that I was thinking about. These people were stabbed. Like, they were stabbed by fans. Ole Anderson stabbed by coming to the ring, walking through the crowd. Somebody stabbed him. Roddy Piper's been stabbed three times. Of course, he's passed away now. One time, uh, it was an inch away from his heart. I mean, they literally could have killed him. Jeez. Killer Kowalski was another one. He got stabbed uh, going into the crowd, or, or actually walking through the crowd to go to the ring. Um, Terry Funk, Terry Funk just passed away. He got stabbed. And they got to the back, and uh, he was checking his wounds or whatever. And they asked him, they said, uh, you know, the guy got arrested. And the, and the police came back. He said, you want to charge? You want him, uh, you know, you want us to charge him? You're going to file a report? He said, hell no, I'm not going to file a report. And they said, you're not going to file a report? He said, no. He said, if I'm doing my job good enough, somebody hates me so bad they don't even know me, they tried to kill me. He said, just go ahead and let him go. He's fine. So um, he got the fabulous, the fabulous Freebirds. They... Man, they were hot and heavy in the New Orleans territory. Uh, and then they had, like, this battle with the junkyard dog. And what they would do, um, you know, lynching is a terrible thing. Junkyard dog was, was an African-American wrestler. And the spot they would do uh, was they would put a chain around his neck and throw him over the top rope like they were hanging him. And, like, people were going ape shit like the crowd was going ape shit going crazy i saw an interview and junkyard dog goes look i knew that all hell was gonna break loose he said but like you said if we can get them into a fever dude it's a pop that's that's the biggest pop that they could get well the other pop that almost came was there's a gentleman in the crowd that somebody overheard talking in the bathroom that he brought his gun and he was gonna kill the free birds and so it got back to the, the dressing room back in the locker room and they got the security and that was the thing, like I'd interviewed Michael Hayes and he told us, he told the story, he said that they wouldn't, uh, they didn't have police, like a really have security. And they had a ton of people at these venues and everybody hated the Freebirds. They hated them down there. 
And so they would give like the uh, like an off-duty police officer or a police officer a handle of Jack as long as he'd take care of them. And sure enough, they found that guy in the um, in the damn crowd and, and handcuffed him and took him out, and he had a firearm. I think it was a thirty-eight, and on the bullets he had had carved with a knife Freebirds on the knife, on the bullets. Damn. So he was there to kill them. I think that so. would definitely be premeditated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, I don't think you got a defense. But then man. they probably had a some slick attorney that got in there and said he had the mental capacity of a fruit fly with a head injury, and uh, he probably did a little time at a hospital somewhere. So. I don't I, Some of these people, like, I just don't. I don't get it. I used to get upset, like, with certain plays and stuff until one time, uh, you know, it was awful hard to be a Georgia Bulldog for so long. Man, there was, was some slim years. Yeah. So one day, one Monday, they were like, something, you know, they pissed away something or they lost to somebody they shouldn't have or whatever, you know. Or when Stafford, they were number one, and then Alabama rolled in there and broke one off in them at night with the black jerseys. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was our funeral. Yeah. So <laughs> I walked in one Monday, and everyone was like, man, did you watch a game? And I was like, man, I cannot. And I started – I could feel my blood pressure, and this old guy would look at me, and he goes, hey – Mark Rick ever call you after a game? Because I was coaching football then. In high school. Yeah, and I said no. He goes, why in the fuck are you worried about what happened to his team? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he makes a great. And point. I was like, yeah. duly noted. Duly noted. Makes a great. I'll point. just turn the damn channel. <laughs> One uh, and look, we knew these people. They were huge Georgia Tech fans. They were they were crazy about Georgia Tech. It was actually one of my really good friends who was friends with this family. You remember Jocks and Jills down at the CNN Center? Mm-hmm. They were there watching the Georgia Tech game, and it was it was when Georgia Tech was pretty decent in football. And it, uh, I don't know what happened. I believe they missed a field goal or something. And uh, the dad took his beer bottle and threw it right through the TV at Jocks and Jills. Damn! And they was about to call the police. He said, "No, no, no!" He's like, "Don't call the police." He goes, "How much did that TV cost?" And he struck him a check for two of them. So they did, they didn't put him in jail. That's the difference between a Tech fan and a Georgia fan. Yeah, could you imagine being somewhere and watching somebody throw a beer bottle through a damn TV? Well, I, somebody did uh, Munson's last game, and it was when Stafford was still at Georgia, and they had to come back. They were down 12-7 to in the fourth quarter and could not run the ball for shit. And, um, and I remember watching that game. Like, they were beating our offensive line's ass. Like, there was gaping holes that would just disappear. And uh, Stafford hit Massaqua in the back of the end zone. Yep, I remember that. And um, but I remember those are the types of games. Like, there's no way on paper it should have been that close. No, uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. But yeah, I mean, it's just it just boggles the mind. Well, think about um, Pirates fans. When they shit the bed against it, when Bream scored from when, second, when Sid slid, yeah, I mean lost their shit. Like I think they tried to burn Pittsburgh, <coughs> and that's the other thing. I don't know if they they covered it in your study or not, but they talked about the it's the mob mentality when it gets outside of the stadium. That's why you see people burning cars or flipping cop cars because all it takes is one dumbass. Who's drunk? That's got a buddy. Oh, I can't lift it by myself. And then, oh, then it's on. Yeah, help me, help me get this car flipped over. And that's what I don't understand. Like, 
at what point is that a good idea? You know, and when you're, and then they put the city on lockdown, uh, you know, LA may win the NBA championship. We got to grease the poles, grease the fire. Grease grease the the, remember, I remember before they had the uh, uprights on breakaway, they'd grease the shit out of it. Yeah. I mean, they, they'd probably put a 50 gallon drum of Crisco on them. And it's some people still climbing them. Some people still getting. They up still there. figured out a way. To yeah, do it. still find a way to get up there. They um, I know y'all probably remember this one. This is I actually watched this game as a child. Um, nineteen eighty four, August the twelfth, Braves home game against the Padres. Uh, it was a beanball war. Uh, Pascual Perez hit uh, Alan Wiggins on the first pitch of the game. Um, a drunken Padres fan ran out on the field to attempt to take a loose helmet. Uh, for uh, for like a souvenir, and he was tackled by Chris Chambliss. If you remember, Chris Chambliss was a big old dude. Yeah, he was. And Jerry Royster, they restrained the fan until the police got him off the field. Five fans were actually arrested running on the field, participating in the bench clearing brawl. I remember that. Like it, they had the big, I guess the big hullabaloo right there in front of the Braves dugout. People were there was no there was no barriers between in baseball. Like that safety net you get to keep your like you get your chicklets knocked out with a baseball over the dugouts. Didn't have that before. None of that was back there then, and so you had. I mean, you had access. That's why everybody sat. If you sat field level up to ten or twelve rows, you carried a glove out of defense, not for souvenirs. No doubt, because they were coming in hot from there. So, but uh, they had the like the like the players were fighting right there. Then you see fans come out of the stands and start like kicking and punching, uh, you know, Padres fan or players. But then the Braves fans are like beating those, beating up the fan. Dude, it was wild. It was crazy. They had several bench clearing brawls. Um, this uh, a Braves fan had slammed a beer mug into uh, uh, one of the Padres players' head. Uh, he chased the player before security got the uh, got the guy off the field. Um, they had to riot police on top of the dugouts in attempts to keep fans off the field. Jeez. Both both teams had to go to their locker rooms prematurely. 17 players were ejected. A bulk of them were the Padres. Man, I hated the Padres for so long after that. Um, Ozzy Virgil Sr. Uh, and Jack Kroll, two of the managers, they had to come in uh, and replace the other ones. Uh, the, the Padres player that got the beer mug smashed on his head uh, charged that uh, fan with assault and battery. Padres manager Dick Williams was suspended for nine games and fined ten grand by Major League Baseball for inciting a beanball war. And Braves uh, manager Joe Torre and five players each were suspended for three games. But that game was wild. But that, but again, <clears throat> you didn't have barriers. You didn't have barricades. You didn't have a net. You literally could get on the field at any point at any time. And when that thing broke out. There's people running out, running off the, running out of the stands, fighting with the baseball players. People down there trying to steal gloves, Joe, steal bats. Joe Torrey seems like one of those guys I wouldn't want to fuck with. Yeah, no, back in the day, no, no, no. And even as he got older, he wasn't one. He still commanded respect. That's like Bruce Bochy now. I, oh, uh-uh, no, Bruce Bochy would be like the, the the. There was a guy that we used to coach with, uh, and he. This guy was one of those like if he got his hands on you, you couldn't get away. You couldn't get away. Yeah. I messed up and shook hands with him one yeah. day. I tried like fucked with him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, You dumbass. And he grabbed me and I was it's like, crushed ah. you. Yeah, you can't. It's just, he put me in a trash can. I was like, just go ahead. I don't give a shit. He's got, <laughs> one of, he's got Lenny of mice and men's strength. Yeah. 
King Torso, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, like a lot of these things, a lot of them are baseball related. Uh, you got 1986, uh, August, August 26th. A fan actually threw a, a Bowie knife at California Angels rookie Wally Joyner at Yankee Stadium. Jesus. Luckily, a Bowie knife. Yeah. And luckily, he was hit on his left arm by the butt of the knife. It didn't get him with a blade. Oh, now, that's a knife. <laughs> but dude just chunks a knife out of the stands at somebody. How the hell did he get it in with that knife? Well, back then, they didn't, well, they yeah, didn't cast when we could still carry a cooler in. Yeah. It's also when everybody, I can remember that our, our you know, my, mine and Arlo's dad took us to a game at Atlanta, Fulton County. And Dad specifically buys the tickets in right field because he wanted to sit behind Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy was in town, yeah, from because that's when he was at Philly, I believe. Yeah, and uh, we well we thought that's what it was. We come come to find out, our our father had decided to uh, he had decided to put us up there because was that the only smoking section? Yeah, they had moved the smoking they had moved section. the smoking section to like the nosebleed. Doesn't that blow your mind? You used to get smoking in like at the Hawks game. You could smoke like in the Omni smoke. You could smoke. It, I mean, it was a cool game, a great venue. What's crazy is us being kids. We didn't know. You yeah. don't. You didn't know. We had a great time. We were fired up that he did it. But that's one of those things that's changed. Think about airlines. You used to. They had yes. the little aluminum ashtrays yes. in smoking on, on an airplane in a confined space, and that, the air's recycled. <laughs> I mean, you've got flights the rest of the day that, that are still off thinking about it. You got flights the rest of the day that are still experiencing secondhand smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, you're talking about Philadelphia. We're talking about them throwing beer bottles on the uh, 19. What is it? This was a man. This year was full of shit. Uh, 1989, uh, the Bounty Bowl, Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia Eagles threw snowballs and chunks of ice and other various objects at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I guess Dude, hate that was they hate each for other. You. <laughs> yeah, Phillies and the Cowboys or the Eagles and the Cowboys still hate each other. Oh yeah, for sure. They, I remember they uh, threw batteries at one game. Man. That's the one I was thinking of. We were talking off air. That's that's yeah. what the one I was thinking of was the the projectiles or the missiles. They were taking these snowballs, which were basically ice balls at this point because they had already the snow had already froze up, and they were packing them up and throwing. And then, yeah, of course, you can go back and watch videos. And I forgot if it's a Philly or a um, Cowboys coach on the sidelines. It's an older guy, gray-headed guy. Man, he gets hit with a snowball. Yes. Like, he got snipered. Like, <laughs> it just took him out. Um, I'm trying to see if it actually gave back, uh, gave that guy's name on this one. But uh, it does not say. Um, what happened was uh, Jimmy Johnson, he got pelted, like, Beer poured on him. He had to have the police uh, escort him out of the game. I remember uh, for his that safety. One. His hair was all messed up. Yeah, they actually knocked his hair out of place with a snowball. So, <clears throat> and then of course that same year, Cincinnati Bengals fans were angered when they perceived a bad call. Uh, they started throwing beer bottles and uh, various objects uh, at the Seattle Seahawks players. Uh, the Seattle uh, Seahawks players uh, started throwing shit back up into the crowd, which caused even more of a problem. Um, and actually Sam Wash, the coach of the Bengals said, uh, he made a statement, which started another rivalry rivalry when he reminded Bengal fans that you don't live in Cleveland. You lived in Cincinnati. (laughs) Stir it up, coach. Stir it up. So you, you, you talk to me. I'm a man. (laughs) I'm a man. I'm 40. (laughs) He's a kid. (laughs) He's a kid. Every other year, he, he breaks out the mullet. 
Dude, what I know, what is this hair looking like this year? I don't know. I can't wait. But do you, to be honest, can, can we, we figure out if the hair is purport like is it directly like does it have a relation on what the record is? Yes, I think so. I think it does. Is it the real? better? Yeah, it's real. The better they are, the longer it is. But here's the thing: he has embraced that coaching position and understood until now, which it may have changed. You're not the big draw is Oklahoma. Yeah. Your second fiddle. I mean, it's Tech, Georgia, but yeah. worse. Yeah. But he has, he always has at least one, maybe two games a year. They play out of their mind and upset somebody. Yeah, they beat somebody they have no business beating. And he's been Every bowl year. eligible for a good while. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see, unless he gets caught sleeping with the secretary, why would you ever leave that position? He's not a terrible coach. No, he's for not. For sure. He's found his niche. Well, and that's what – I actually applaud the university for not thinking they can do better. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, they've he's embraced him. He's their guy. He he holds that program to the standard that that university is proud of. And that's what Barry Switzer called Jimmy Johnson and said, said, if you don't take the Miami job, you're an idiot because you're at Oklahoma State. Yeah. And that's when Barry was at Oklahoma. And so Jimmy was like, well, hell. And then he went down there and made I'm a going name to for the himself. U, baby. <laughs> Yeah, and he then he made it the U. Yeah, 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 for sure he did. Uh, we can go back to baseball. Let's go back and uh, actually, wait. Let me see if that was the one. Yeah, no, no, no we're not that. We're not there yet. So we'll stay. In, we'll go back. Stay in baseball. Uh, September twenty eighth, Chicago Cubs pitcher Randy Myers was attacked on the mound by a fan, John Murray, at Wrigley Field after giving up a home run. Myers, well known for his martial arts skills, easily subdued his attacker and held him on the ground until authorities were there to arrest him. Uh, Murray was actually uh, charged with assault and disorderly conduct uh, in Chicago Cubs shortstop. Sean Dunstan was the first person on the scene. Um, he knew his, uh, he knew that his teammate was being attacked, but he was more worried about the fan getting killed than uh, he was worried about Meyer getting hurt. Yeah. That's bad. That is bad. I'm telling you, back in the day, you could get there. You could get out there. Nobody was... They couldn't stop you. They couldn't stop you. You had um, the other one. Uh, and here we go to boxing with uh, Riddick Bowe had been given a seventh-round victory by referee Wayne Kelly due to disqualification of Andrew Galati. Remember this one? Uh, a series of low blows. Well, he kept hitting him in the ditch. That man, yeah, like right on it, dude. He was like he was ding dong uh, ditching the door, the doorbell sign. <laughs> um, that poor boy's balls was b- 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 busted. Yeah. Uh, the fight ensued between both corners, uh, and then fans from the stands started joining in at some point. And then uh, Galata was struck in the head with a cellular phone. Several fans were injured and arrested. Oh, and, it wasn't a Nokia, or he'd have died. Yeah, Nokia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, I wanted to, is that? Please let it be like the Zach Morrison bag phone that he had in his backpack. <laughs> say by the bell. He cuts my throat with that one. <laughs> oh wait, no, that See, was that big son of a bitch. That was like a, brick, a brick with an that one's making noise as it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it's kind of is it is that kind of like Eddie Murphy talking about Aunt Bunny and her and her, her shoe shoe she go throw her shoe like a damn boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. That uh, that phone would have did some damage. It would have did some serious damage. Um, you had even like UFC when uh, Conor McGregor fought Khabib, and Khabib went. He won. He beat McGregor. There's a lot of bad blood between those two guys, and then. Uh, for whatever reason, McGregor's guys got into it, 
I don't, dude. It, all I know, all I remember was some real Russian gangsters hit the cage, mm. and people's lives was in danger. Because when those the Khabib's guys from out there in the crowd got inside of the cage, that was it. Got bad. I mean, it was it was some shit about to go down. <clears throat> Excuse me, but luckily uh, they were able to get everybody out of there uh, safely. But that was about to, that was bad. That was ugly. But. Connor asked for it. So what's the deal with him anyways? Like he's supposed to be fighting. Uh, he's on the end of the, what is it? The ultimate fighter. He's supposed to be fighting. I think at the end of this uh, or in the middle of, or first of the month, next month. So he's just trying to stay <clears throat> relevant. Well, no, he's actually like, he's trying to get another fight deal. He just did the movie. He did the Roadhouse remake. He just did that. <clears throat> what happened? He made it. What I must, I must've missed that. One. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch DVR. it. I'm watching it when it comes out. So, but uh, Dalton. what happened to the woman that he supposedly that sodomized in Miami at the, at the basketball game? It's gone real quiet. Yeah. That, that got that got Roethlisberger, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's what I think happened to that yeah, one. I think so, so too. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what happened, fellas. I hate to say that. Um, Man, it's baseball, baseball, baseball. They just keep on popping up as far as baseball game. The one big one, it was in basketball uh, when the Pistons was playing against the Pacers. Yeah, that was Malice at the Palace. Mm -hmm. Man, that was rough. Like, uh, you had the basketball players get into it. The game was one-sided. That Uh, was not a group of basketball players I'd want to mess with. They they wanted to fight on on any night. Yeah. Like, they basically did every night they played. Bill Lambeer. And I remember brutal. What was it? Uh, Ron Artest was laying on the scorer's table. And somebody threw him and hit up, hit him with a drink. He ran up into the crowd, and then Stephen Jackson went up into the crowd. And man, they was beating the piss out of some guys. Like it got <clears throat> a lot of guys <clears throat> got beat up up there. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. About a chill to death. Probably these uh, fruit flies. I probably ate one of them. It's killing me. <clears throat> That's a, the other thing too, man. Like well, our kids aren't little anymore. Our kids aren't little anymore. But I don't really know if I'm comfortable taking a small child to a sporting event anymore. That was my thing because I went to the Braves game a couple months ago, I guess now, and I watched a family of, it was the mom and her four or five kids. And there was two that were about four to six. I would have been deathly afraid Yes, that they would have gotten away from me. You know how fast a little one can get, think it's funny and they're going to hide. I, I cannot imagine. No, it, well, the the atmosphere is way different now. People are just they don't really and shit like that probably respectful. went on last. I mean, well, we know it did because anybody with true crime knows yeah. there's been abductions and stuff. But it was just it, it's so weird now, though. It's I guess everybody's hyper vigilant, but it's so upfront and in your face about you know. People are just, you see those ring doorbell cameras of people trying to snatch those kids when they get off the bus and yeah. stuff, man. It's just, I would be a nervous wreck. Yeah, it, it's it's not an environment I think I'd want to take a small kid to anymore. I mean, I really don't. But it's amazing how you see there's people that do. We're talking toddlers, yeah. infants. Hell, I used to take Tyler to Thrasher's games when he was little. I mean, I he loved it. He he absolutely loved. You took it. me to a thrash. Yeah, we did. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I introduced you to the black and tan. That was that. That changed my life, Rob. It changed my life. I still remember 
not only enjoying the black and tans, I also remember us having to walk a damn country mile from what the, cause the way our seats were, you had to go in at the lower level to walk up to the yeah. upper level. There was no shortcut no. to get to it, but the seats were fantastic. Yeah. And then I remember watching some of the most aggressive people that would stand up and throw shit, banging on the glass or anything else were the amazingly hot women that sat around that rink. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were the most aggressive fans. I'm talking about up cussing, banging the glass, throwing beer. Do you I, know? It was crazy. I had never wise. seen yeah. anything like, well, I, I guess if they would have turned around and smiled, maybe they were missing as, you know, as many teeth they're, as. They're at least they're two front teeth. So. <laughs> Do you know? Did it whistle when they talked? <laughs> well, yeah. But you, you think about those seats, like those were really good seats, but man, they were almost like. It was tough. Like if you were and, drunk, you would fall to your death. <laughs> But like I, you better you better be on like your that side. But, I, but I remember, like I felt bad because I looked at you. That was before you had had your surgeries. I was yeah, like, I damn. I said, I said, damn, son, do I need to like you want me to carry you? And I wasn't being an asshole. Yeah, it no. was just that it was hard for me to walk it. Yeah, I was like, nope, I didn't have three black and tans. I'm floating. <laughs> I at can't this point. feel a thing. I ain't feeling nothing. I can't wait to drive <laughs> us home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, I know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, we just, I don't know, man. We had some good times. We did. We did. It was it's good. like that south side entrance at uh, Sanford Stadium where it all bottlenecks down into like, it's probably three people wide. And I'm like, this stadium is multi-million dollar now and y'all still ain't fixed but that. But what's funny, you saying that, reading this article that Arizona State put in, they said that those kind of things, when you've got a big crowd and you try to funnel them in where you start making me touch somebody I yes. don't want to touch, like big mama that weighed three bills. Woo. Like, putting me in a situation like that, you're going to make the nicest person become aggressive. Yeah. I mean... Especially, I mean, it's hot. Don't fucking touch me. I yeah. don't... Just get off me. Yeah. Care enough about yourself not to touch me. Yeah, that's... Please. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had went to... Uh, Brittany and I went to the SEC Championship when Georgia played LSU that year. Burroughs just, like, buried us by the second quarter. Maybe the first quarter. I remember we left early and went to eat at Two Urban Licks, and that's a mighty fine restaurant if you guys are in the Atlanta area. Um, it was much better than the football game I was watching. But I remember we we had met somebody there, and this guy, like he's like, he's yelling at people. I mean, you're bottlenecked in like you're talking about. He was like, the next person that brushes up against me is getting punched in the mouth. And I'm like, dude, you're down here with a bunch of coon asses. Yeah, and, you're gonna get stabbed. And you you're gonna get I mean I mean like shanked and yeah. you'll never know who got you. And that's you people know. from LSU, so in case you don't know what that is. But uh like I said, you don't mess around with the LSU folks. You don't mess around with that group of people and he was kinda an, antagonizing those that group of folks and, try, and I was like, Man, this guy's about to get beat. Uh, if he thinks for, I just met this dude, if he thinks I'm gonna help him No. No. I'm like, I wore a sports jacket. Don't get nothing on it. <laughs> Body fluid, beer. Your chicklets, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> don't get nothing on me. So, um, but I don't know, man. Like sporting sporting events, uh, it's always you really never know what's going to happen. Um, anything can happen, and in the world we living in these days, people are just crazy as can be. And that whole Acuna thing kind of, kind of just kind of let me know how unsafe our our athletes are. They really yeah. are unsafe. Well, if and that's I, I've always said this. If they wanted to tomorrow fly planes into another skyscraper, there ain't nothing you can do. No, no. And well, it's just like if you if there's somebody got their mind set getting on that field, they're gonna get on the field. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna find yeah. a way. There's no way to stop people from getting on the field. No way. 
no way to stop it. Um, is that all you just, and that's a big thing that went into whether anybody wants to think about it or not, you, you've got to be willing to train the professionals and it's got to be professionals. These got to be guys that you pay to do this job. You can't go to them. You can't have a bunch say, of arts. Well, here it, no. and just, you can't have a bunch of guys out there that you just hired for one event. You hadn't trained them. You're probably paying them a third of what you pay anybody else. I mean, let's be honest guys, Friday nights around here. You got one resource officer that's in charge of getting his buddies to come and work a sporting event, and you're paying them nothing. Thirty five dollars, isn't it? It's, Are you kidding? If, me? if now see that's it, that's going up. That's raise. It used to be twenty five. Yeah. No way. You want me to come and stand and sweat my balls off in, in my uniform, uniform for four hours? For four hours? No, direct, no, no, no. Probably more than six that. because six. they usually they had to be there by five because yeah, your visiting everybody. team got there by six. Wow. They had to have no all the cones set up and then they were the last ones to leave. No way. No way. I'm telling you, man. And that's it's terrible. I, that's it's awful. And then we'll go back to where we started in the very beginning of this episode. We were talking about what happened down. Was it, where was it again? South Georgia? Macon. Macon. In a month, but well, not a month. I'd there was say another, two or three weeks. McEachern. Yeah, McEachern. Yeah. Yeah. They shoot it up at McEachern and that used to be like 90210 for right. Georgia. Yeah. It ain't anymore. No. I mean, I, I I don't, I don't know, man. The, the one in Macon, what scared me was you, the umpires or the referees just fell to the ground. Yeah. yeah. The players did too. Everybody just kind of laid on the ground. Yeah, it was scary. And it was in that, I guess it would have been the south end zone. I mean, what the hell? I, and I even want to say that last year that happened in a couple of basketball games, high school basketball games. I don't doubt it. I mean, you can go look at all the – if you go look at any new basketball court that's been built within the state within the past 10 years, your court is now below the stands, basically. Yep. Uh, that you've you've got it backed up. It's elevated. There's rails. They've tried to do what they can to separate the fans from the courts because it became such a prominent thing. Yeah, and now you see – you'll see a lot of videos, too, now, of these high schools with these prolific um, – I mean – what was it? These uh, UAA or AU? What is it? UAA, AUU, what is A-A-U. it? AAU. That's it. I like to buy a vowel. Um, you get these prolific teams in there. And I mean, these kids chippy with each other and the fans are chippy with each other. And then, like, and then the other thing too, fans attack it. Man, this is a whole nother podcast we could do is, is, is parents and fans attacking little league officials, uh, little league uh, soccer, little league football. I mean, it's, these these grown adults fighting with these man, that, so, there's such a shortage in in umpires and officials. That's why, and that is exactly why. The, I mean, you've got it now. They're having to play games on Thursday nights because you don't have enough referees to have all the games on a Friday night. Yeah, so you're having to stagger it because you're having to use the same crew twice back isn't that to back. Insane. It's insane. And, the, and used to you had such a full capacity crew that if there was a lightning delay, they would pull one man per crew in the area to make a crew to go to the lightning delay game so those guys didn't have to stay there the whole time. You don't have that anymore. No. And you don't have anybody wanting to go into it. No. Because they don't pay shit. No, they nope. don't. And it's not safe anymore. That's you know? the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. You know, you, you took the love out of it. Now, I will say uh, there's a guy that we know that I think he still umpires baseball, but he only does travel league. And he, he will travel for travel league tournaments. And he does down there in uh, below Carsville, whatever, Lake Point. Okay, yeah. And he said they pay top dollar 
you're expected to know your stuff, but they also take care of you. And I, yeah, I was going to say Lake Point, you don't, there's that bullshit ain't going on down there. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't. And the reason you don't see it as much down there, I mean, you still have, yeah, well, that, the money, and you have uh, people that know what they're doing. They really, I mean, they have legit umpires down yeah. there. Um, now you're still going to have an asshole coach, asshole coach and asshole parents that still cause problems, but. You know what? You pay a whole lot of money to get escorted out of that bitch and not allowed to come back until next the next tournament next week. So yeah, and you've already spent your money to be there for the whole. And you probably already dropped two grand for your kid to be on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, they're coming from California, Wyoming. I mean, these kids, Canada. Are coming, yeah, we played against a team from Canada once. You know, got got roped, got rolled <laughs> up. But uh, I was like, y'all thought that's coming here from Canada to and I beat y'all's ass. Yeah. <laughs> they, they ain't just putting anybody on that airplane, cuz. These kids good. They can, you know, I don't know. I I miss it. I miss I miss being involved in sports. Um, are you still involved in sports in any way? Still? The the only way that I'm involved right now, I still have a I've got three of my girls that graduated last year moved on to play college ball. I talk to them once a week about gotcha. how they're doing mentally. Yeah. You know, I'm just checking on them. Uh, the girls that I left behind, um, my pitcher broke the school record for the most strikeouts in her career in the second game of her senior year with 18 strikeouts. Man, she is a stud. And so, and she's still slinging it. And so she's one that I follow up she with. She's shorter. No, no, no. This one's a senior. Oh, she's a senior. she's a senior now. And so she, um, I still talk to her and I try to text her and, and just try to encourage her. She went ahead and committed as a junior. She really didn't have to come back and play her senior year. She knew it was going to be a drop off after us finishing third in the state, but she's a gamer. I mean, yeah. she wants to, she's one of those, she's, she's, she's a type of player that you don't find anymore that still thinks the name on the front is more important than the name on the back. That's awesome. And she's got pride in her school. But I mean, I, I try to talk to her and encourage her. We still talk ball once a week with several of them. I just, I, I it wasn't my choice that I had to get out, but I yeah, did. And I so I try to stay involved as much as I can. And the thing is, I miss it. I miss it like crazy. Do you miss it? I do. I miss it like crazy because the thing, it? it's just, it's tough. I, I don't miss softball is the sport that I really kind of attached onto. There were a lot of other things I tried to do and I had a hard time committing to it because of the time was so bad, but there was something about softball that, I don't know, man. I could get into it, and those girls were so hungry. You get with a group like that that's hungry and wants to do good and wants to work, that's addictive. The only thing – now, when I got out of football, I would go back Friday nights and stand in this press box. Yeah. And then the podcast cured that because we started recording on Friday nights. And then I was done. I mean, I was good. I was done. I'd go see a game every once in a while, you know, a good game around here. And then my son started playing, and then – I had to stand down past the band because I just can't after you've been after you've been the one to invest time in those young men, it doesn't matter what the name on the front says. They're still kids. They yeah. still, you know, those kids bust their ass. There's certain ones you can watch that bust their ass. And for some of these dumbass parents to talk the way they do in the stands, I'm like, you have no idea what these kids go through every day. They um, don't. They, I, and, and, I would have people that knew me from coaching walk by me because their grandkids were playing, and y'all they need you down there. No, no, no the they hell don't. they don't. <laughs> nope, nope. My my ship sailed. That's the only thing. Now I will say, I miss softball bad when I got out of it. Um, but like he said, it's it's just a different. 
it's a, I think it's more a strategy for, it was for me. Yeah. It's, it's mental chess. Um, having a good team, you get to manage and you don't have to coach as hard. But, um, talking about her going, signing as a junior, I watched the, we got put out of the region tournament by one run one year. This is before you started coaching, I think. So I went back on sat, the Monday. So it was Saturday, and then Monday was the semifinals. Tuesday would have been the finals. So I watched the semifinal game. It was a girl, because they played the, the quad A and the double A at Alto Park. There was a girl from a 4A school down in Atlanta before they, when there was only four classifications. She had already signed with Tech. She lost both games 0-1 to one because she um, the catcher dropped third strike, got on, stole second, sack fly, scored. Man. Had, like her ERA was under one. Wow. And it's great. That's the small ball that you kind of miss. I got you. But that, it's, that's a different level, though. Did you ever, like, was there ever a moment where you had to reprimand a parent or a fan? Yeah. I laid them, I, I dressed them down in front. Like, our first year, I lined them up behind the dugout. I was like, look, I don't know what y'all are used to, but what we're hearing is not how it's going to be. Yeah. Let us coach your daughters. If there's something that you don't like the way we're doing, come to me as an adult. Because if you start yelling, then you're not, you're in the wrong yeah. immediately. I burned a big bridge when I coached baseball, which I didn't care, and I would do it over again a million times. But I had a group of parents. Most of them are pepper parents. Um, and I had a mom, like, mouthing off to our kids when they would strike out. Nope. Like, she was always had a comment. Nope. And so I called time, and I probably didn't handle this correctly. <laughs> but Looking I'm, back. But I'm glad I did what I did. I walked out there, and I said, hey, let me tell you something. If you can't say anything encouraging to these kids while they're up here trying their best, and don't say anything at all. And if you can't handle that, we got 91 minutes on the clock. You can go over there to the homestead and get you some cornbread and beans until we're done. But I don't want to hear another peep out of you tonight or the rest of this season. I didn't realize how loud I was because the other fans heard me say it too. And they came up to me and said, we wish our coaches was more like yours because we got some parents that need policing over here. But, uh, buddy... I'm telling you, that whole group of people hated me for the rest of Tyler's whole career so I'll playing to, baseball. So the, I had a, a player die in a car wreck my first or my second year. And her my first year, she was a spitfire now, could steal bases like nobody's business. She as a freshman, we started her at shortstop because she's she was Better than anybody else we had. Yeah. Well, somebody's daddy had been in the sauce, was standing in left field, and she olayed a ball. Mm. And and we were down. We're now down by one. Yeah. And she comes off just balling. I'm not going to hit. I quit. And I was like, you're going to let that drunk son of a bitch get in your head. Yeah. I said, you got to hit. Honey, you lead off. I said, you're going to win this game. I said, it'll be okay. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. She's crying. And I like, literally between me and the guy that coached with us, I was like, I swear to God, if he comes halfway down that fence. It's over. I said, I'll call time and I will beat his eyes shut. Yeah. But we came back. She scored the tying run. And in the melee of her trying to, to get home in a pickle, she scores. The girl comes all the way from first to third. 
sack fly, we win. Nice. And nice. I told her, I was like, if you'd quit, what happened? Yeah. And, but that's how, but she was a coachable person at a young age. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, it's, I, you know, we all have those, that anybody that's volunteered, like you volunteered to coach your son's team, but anybody that's played or coached organized ball, there's those moments where, you know, I think I said it last week, there's a handful of girls now that are adults that have children that yeah. I could still call, mm-hmm. you know, and. I love seeing my kids be successful. Yes. That's the best thing. Yeah. That's the best part about it. Well, so. you know, and I'll be honest with y'all. One of the, you know, recent divorce, having a situation with the kids not talking to me, I remember something was going on, and one of my, my three girls that graduated last year, um, I just got a random text out of the blue. And she just was like, hey, she said, I just need to let you know how much I love you, how much you've meant to me, and I wouldn't be in the position I'm in right now if you wouldn't have pushed me and worked me the way that you did. And I just remember, man, that was just like I needed to hear that. Yeah, it's you know, I needed yeah. to hear that because my own two kids being pissed at me about what's going on, then this kid sees me for my good. They're not hung up on anything else. It's just she just took the time to send it out of the blue. You know what I mean? I mean, I still yeah. got it saved. It's a, one of the best messages I've ever had, and it's like Arlo was saying, it's what's crazy is to this day, there's several of those that I think of if I see them out, I mean, first thing I'm going to do is hug them because yeah. we had a lot of fun with those girls. We had a lot of fun. They worked and our, their ass off. Our key thing when we first started, and we knew we were going to have a good team within a couple of years, was get your ass on the line. You messed up today. Yeah. On the line. You, we're, starting, we're starting practice off this way. And we made like some godly, like 16 errors oh, one game. Oh, God. And I said, we got three spins for every one of them. I said, and I don't give a shit if we pick up a glove. And But you set the t- – and that's the thing. You set yeah. the table, and, but you can't coach that way anymore. Nope. No. But, you know, I will say this, like with him, we, you know, we always try to end on a positive note, and I'm not saying we're going to wrap it up, but y'all, it's like you said, either the devil or God puts people in your pathway to either tempt you or put you in a situation to remember good. I had two examples this week. This lady I teach with doesn't have the money to buy a program that would benefit her. So I just said, Hey, I might know a guy, which was me, <laughs> that has some extra money from Patreon that would be willing to give you $60 to buy the program because you seem like you're really trying. Yeah. And uh, she was like, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. And I was like, okay, so let me, so I waited and she reached out again. And so I was like, yeah. So I, so today I cash apped her and she was like, she had called me and she was crying. She was like, Tell your friend this is the best thing ever. And I was like, well, I said, my friend said, just remember there's good people in the world still, and you just pay it forward however you can. Yeah. And then the other thing is I was flipping through TikTok, and um, there was a a lady on TikTok. She had obviously worked out. She had gotten in her car. And I won't say – it's like a six-minute video. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. But basically, she goes to the gym three at least three days a week. She has – some surgical things that she had gone through. So she, she's just, she retains a lot of body mass, but she works out. Mm -hmm. And she said there was a, basically a big guy in the gym that she's never talked to that just looks intimidating, tattooed up, just big old guy. And he, you know, he'll, she'll catch him looking over and he'll nod, not in a mean way. Well, she was walking out, two young guys behind her coughed and said ogre because she always wears green sweatsuits. And so she was destroyed. You know, and she goes, nobody sees how hard I'm working. She goes, and then today I walk out, and this had just happened three days ago. She said, today I walk out, and the, and the big tattoo guy goes, hey. And she goes, 
hell, why not? Why don't you shit on me? And he stopped her and he said, I see you every day and you keep your head down and you're busting your ass for you. I'm proud of you. Keep it up. Yeah. And dude, she made a six minute video and she's bawling. She goes, and I'm not saying it made my day. And then she stops the video and you could tell she had to collect herself. She comes back and she goes, no, I am saying it made my fucking day. (laughs) Because somebody realized that I'm doing what I'm doing for me. And that's the thing, man. There's still good people out there. In the grand scheme of things, I can't buy every math teacher that program. But why not one? Yeah. You know? Because she really like laid it out in another chat. She was like, if I had access to this, y'all don't understand. I had the free, I had the free trial version for seven days, and this is what I've accomplished. And she had screenshots, and I'm like, well, fuck, 60 bucks. Yeah, you're, That's you're one not, meal. You're not half-assing it. I can, yeah, I can give you 60 bucks. Yeah, because she's going above and beyond. And now she's got it. a year to save up $60 to renew it. Think about the impact yeah. she'll make. How many people For get sure. impacted by that? By one act, think about the people she That's impacts. One me- I, 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 and I, I, now, I text my wife, and I said, I need $60 transferred <laughs> from the savings account to the yeah. checking account. Why? And so I just told her. I said, yeah. I'm in a position that I can do this, and why not? You know, it's one meal. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. You know, and... and I may never be able to do it again, but I, and then I'm not telling the story because it's like the YouTube guys that videoed themselves. No, no. It's just an, if you have an opportunity and this used to happen to me sometimes, I'd be in the drive through and you'd wait for fucking ever. And you're like, damn, I just ordered 10 nuggets and a fucking Coke. Why is it taking forever? Well, what you don't know is the guy in front of you just paid and the deal was he's got to get out of the parking lot before they'll let you go. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, if you, doesn't take nothing you know it doesn't take that much to be nice small acts of random kindness yeah i mean let the world like we said last week there's the whole echo chamber that you get stuck in just step out of it once in a while and realize you know there's still good people out there and like that lady she wasn't panhandling she just goes man i wish i had the money because this would really make my kids day if they could use it because i went from having three people help to 100% participation for five straight days. And I'm like, you know what? I think I can find $60. You can make it a little easier on you, for sure. Yeah, no, that's good stuff, man. It is. Yes, that is good. Let's wrap this episode up on our picks, our, whoop, college, whoop. our college football picks. Pro starts uh, next weekend. College starts uh, actually started last week. We got some games. Uh, do you remember who you picked last week? I picked Fleur. Ooh. I picked Utah and Florida. Yeah. I picked Notre Dame, so we we, all, won, we, we all, all won that one. Yeah, we all won Notre Dame. They're making him out to be a world beater, and I'm like, Jesus, you beat Navy for God's sake! Y'all oh. didn't, y'all didn't, y'all were gonna beat yourselves. There's and some high school varsity teams that could have taken care. And of we that. had all I had USC. Yeah, and then I don't remember who else I had. I didn't write mine down. It seems like there was another. I was guy. thinking that Rob had said something yeah, about he a wrote spreadsheet it down somewhere. that he was going to do. I don't. It's probably in one of these random books that we kept finding when I was trying to take <laughs> notes. Now I know we still. Are. <laughs> it probably is. Heater, right. hey, I will say this: Heater is will let us know what our picks are because he is taking up a collection in the entire state of Kentucky or at 1792 Distillery. And I've got a feeling there's going to be a lot of money involved for one of us to do something that we are not wanting to do. Come on, Heater. Come through in the clutch, my man. Was it Missouri? Did we we take Missouri? No. No. It was USC, Notre Dame, uh, Florida State, and LSU. No. And uh, um, whatever I just said. Now, are you trying to tell me that some of those that we talked about last week I can't have as my picks this week? Yes. 
They ain't even played yet. Don't matter, but damn, Florida, Utah. So that we did, we did three games. So it was Florida, Utah, USC, and Notre Dame, and then we did one pro. Rob didn't even write this shit. We now. didn't do could pro. totally claim this. Yeah, game. we didn't do pro. We didn't, cl- didn't have a pro game. We picked what we thought the season was going to end. That's like right. who, who we yeah, liked, that's right. but we didn't that's officially right. pick. I'll yeah. go back and listen to it, gentlemen, because it's my. We did a Thursday, a Friday. You're going to make me go through and pick a different game. I'm literally, I'm Damn. literally going to write them down today. So we'll do it. Well, then today. I'm sticking with what my picks are, even if they re- repeat. All right. Well, then you. All right. So for Thursday, who do y'all have for? So we've already picked Florida, Utah. So I'm taking Utah. I'm taking Utah on I Thursday. I took the Gators. I took the Gators. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, if you pick Tennessee any time this season, we're I done. Would. We're done. There'll be an ass whipping on <laughs> air. on air. <laughs> hold on, Our Lord, I'm gonna need you hold to on, take over. Hold on one second. Okay. So, <laughs> 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 all right. What about if we did Thursday? We got that. One. What about Friday? I I was looking at some of the Friday games. I saw Louisville and Georgia Tech. I like that I game. I actually like that game. And to be honest with you, there is a guy that I work with. Uh, they're going to be poor, better than they. Poor been. guy is a diehard Georgia Tech fan, and I've I've just got to say that I'm I think gonna, I'm going to go for Tech. Okay, I'm going to go right. for Tech. I think Tech will cover. I don't know if they'll win, but I think Tech will cover. Because right now it's seven and a half for Louisville, and it's in Atlanta. It's not in Louisville. Right. That's why I'm saying Tech. Okay. It goes hey, back to the venue. Who you got? I got Tech in tech. that one. I'll take Tech in that one too. Um, here's I got a game. Uh. Colorado. Yep, I got yes. that one written down yes. too. I want to watch that game. Like I've got, we're gonna to have to go somewhere and find it. It's a twelve o'clock kickoff, um, which means they're kicking off at like ten. Yeah, ooh, it does. Over there. Well, no, no, where are they at? They're playing uh, they're at, at TCU. TCU. I, I've got Colorado as an upset taking, on I'm that. I'm taking one. Colorado. Uh, well, I'm thinking primetime makes his, makes a splash. What's his nut? Graduated quarterback for TCU. Yep. yep. Yeah, I'm taking Colorado because his son's at quarterback for them um what about fsu lsu we picked that one last week but i'm taking I'm taking florida state because we're down yeah in, we're down there we're in we're in their venue i'm taking lsu that's a good pick because i mean lsu is going to be better than they've been i think he's got to move in the right way all right uh another one i've got on saturday no i think it's friday i don't know i don't remember what i wrote sorry I got North Carolina, South Carolina. Yes. I've, got, one, I've actually got South Carolina got coming S- out on that one. I, I got, got South Carolina. Because we still got Spencer Rattler's yep. coming back. He's yep. still you got something You talk about a prove. 25-year-old quarterback. Yeah. Fuckers. Um, you guys, but I also think, I mean, it's it's Beamer, baby. My, well, yeah. right. But right now, though, North Carolina's not bad. They're not, but. And the good thing is that over under 64 and a half, if you were a betting man, I would take. South Carolina with the points and the over. Yeah. Because the two and a half would be a field really. goal you cover. Yeah. My upset game, and y'all going to laugh at me. Penn State, West Virginia. Nope. <laughs> nope. Alabama, Middle Tennessee. Nope. I'm going to take Miami, Ohio over Miami, Florida. You dumbass. <laughs> I, what was the other one I was looking at? Was it Duke, uh, Clemson? No, Massachusetts. Who are they playing? Massachusetts coming in and playing. UMass is playing, or Massachusetts is coming and playing Auburn. Oh, yeah, that was the one I was like, ooh, should I? Ooh. Been a while since we've had an App State situation. That is not what I picked, though. Mine, to be honest with you, my wild card, I guess we're going to go with it. I am picking Nebraska over Minnesota because I think Nebraska needs – Matt Rule has come back in, and if you talk to anybody around college football, Nebraska is the blue blood – 
type team of college football. They've been around too long. They've been in it too long. And for them to be successful would just be good for college football. Did you see? And I have always been a fan. It may or may not be because they had a cool offensive lineman once with his last name was Incognito. But <laughs> Nebraska is – I'm just – I'm a Nebraska fan. I really am. Did you see – I think it was this year when they started summer practice, he said – all right, I want all the seniors, all the starting seniors off the field. And there's like two guys sitting out there, mm-hmm. two guys. Yeah. Like, and he was like, look, guys, you're going to have to step up. Yeah. Um, mm. So that's my wild card. Okay. That's I, what I'm going with. Shit. I don't know about my wild card. I ain't even thought about that one. Uh, I don't know. Stanford, Hawaii. Let's go there. Uh, Stanford's only favored by three, and Vandy made Hawaii look horrible. So you going with Stanford? I think I'm going to go with Hawaii. All right, so here, here's our picks. Arlo is going to have Tech, Colorado, FSU, South Carolina, and Hawaii. Cousin Johnny, Tech, Colorado, FSU, South Carolina, upset game Nebraska. And then me, so go ahead and put your money on the opposing teams if you want to win. I got Tech, Colorado, LSU over at Florida State, uh, South Carolina, and then I got Miami, Ohio over the U for my upset. If if oh, Miami, Ohio I'm out. covers, I'm out. even if they cover, can I, tell you, can I tell you why? I got to tell you why. Well, oh. shit, they're getting 17. The quarterback for Miami of Ohio said that uh, – they're going to teach the you who the true Miami is oh, in college yeah. no. football. Jeez, that, that's, that's, I feel like this is something. <laughs> didn't another team around here do something stupid like that recently, trying to call the other team out by writing something on the banner? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that, just, that didn't age well at all. Hotch, who is in Ithaca, New York, it made their paper. It said, and by the way, the team that wrote this got thumped 46-6. to six. Throttled. Throttle. What happened to all their players? Did they lose all their kids? No. When you run the offense they run, you can't – You can put. I can put nine in the box with that speed that Rome's got. You're not moving no, the ball. No, you're not no. moving the ball. Yeah. It's not yeah. happening. They didn't need a lot of motivation to break one off in them, but what, my God, they got they did. Yeah, they didn't help their calls at no. all. Well, gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure you guys, if you want to play along with what's going on with the Pickums, um, make sure you get your picks um, – and email them to us so that we don't forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them to us. You may want to send them to somebody else because I'm going to forget. Definitely copy somebody on the email. Go ahead. Even on even on our Facebook, you can actually go to our Facebook page and post your picks on our Facebook page. We'll try to keep up with it best as we can. And then at the end of the season, whoever has the worst record, which will be me, be kind. Uh, I'll let you guys collectively come up together with something that uh, – I'll have to humiliate myself. Let's just go ahead and say this. Most of us are in jobs that we have to be seen in public. Please do not pick something we have to do that is going to affect the appearance, uh, my my appearance and the security of my job. Yeah. I cannot bleach my hair. I can't shave my head. Nope. Can't shave one eyebrow. No Hitler mustaches. Nope. That's uh, no, 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 no. And then that'll do it. Arlo. I appreciate you. Y'all be good. Cousin Johnny. Let's do it again real soon. Don't you threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take care. Later. Later. Let's go, Cowboys. (laughs) Shit.